What is up, everybody? Rod J in the house with the Rod J Beer Ventures Beer Cast. Thank you all for tuning in and uh, giving it a listen. Hopefully, you guys do enjoy, maybe find some of the information useful and maybe just find some of it entertaining, whatever it may be. Definitely appreciate you being here. So, this is the podcast version of Rod J Beer Ventures that I'll be sharing. If some of you heard the previous uh, podcast episode, I just did a revamping of the podcast so that I can uh, have a little bit more of a different direction. So I do various things over on YouTube for Rajay Beer Ventures, if you're not familiar, that you can check out the videos. Also do things on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, where I share a lot of stuff from around beer as well. So Rajay Beer Ventures has a lot of different opportunities to share some different things from around the beer world that I put up. And with this one, what I'm going to be doing is a little bit more uh, informational news type things that are taking place around the beer industry, kind of sharing some stories, sharing my thoughts, and uh, hopefully providing some fun, entertaining feedback. That being said, I appreciate you being here for a listen. Let's go ahead and get into some of the things that I saw over the last week, and maybe you did too. One thing that I saw out of Texas, Martin House Brewing, they're actually putting together a bun length hard seltzer that's being brewed using leftover water from 52 pounds of boiled frankfurters. 5.2% ABV on this seltzer, and I gotta thank my, my buddy, my homie Dave Z from over in the Beer in Front podcast. If you haven't checked out his show, make sure you do check him out. He has really great beer news that he shares out of Chicago, and he is the beer guy for Chicago, so make sure you give him a uh, holler or a listen, so to speak. But uh, interesting concept. Now, they're not the first one that I've seen do something with hot dog water. We had a thing where a beer was done with sheets, which is a uh, little convenient type market chain, more so I think in the east, maybe into the Midwest. But they actually had done something with the brewery for their hot dog water in the past. Um, this is different on the seltzer level, I guess. First seltzer I've probably seen doing this, but kind of an interesting concept. Not sure what you guys all think about it out there. Leave a comment behind if you're kind of intrigued by it or you may be disgusted by it. I don't know. It's kind of an interesting thing. I know a lot of people, including myself, had thought initially it'd probably be a pass on it. But you know what? Maybe it does something to add something into the flavor. I can't imagine what it would add into the flavor, but you just never know. But uh, if you happen to see this out there, it's bun length and it's the hard seltzer from Martin House Brewing out of Texas. Probably going to be something a little local, I would think, but I don't know how far their distribution goes. But uh, if you do try it, I would love to hear your thoughts on it. So feel free to leave a comment if you do happen to uh, pick that one up. So up in New Jersey, they're actually dealing with a few things right now because of the ABC, which is, of course, their alcohol beverage control. And they just put some limitations on the breweries there. So this is something that's really picked up some steam as far as being shared over this last week as people find out more knowledge with it. It's kind of some crazy type things taking place and it looks like it's something going on between the brewers and possibly the restaurant lobby. They're trying to hold the brewers back on what they can offer. Some of the conditions that are taking place, they're, they're all coming out of the ABC special rule and they had back in 2019 and went into play here July 1st of 2022. But some of the limits include that a brewery can only host only 25 on-site activities per year. So basically, once every couple of weeks, 
host only 52 private parties per year, which would only be like once a week, can only attend only 12 offsite premises events per year. So that's once a month. So they're really tying back the hands of some of the breweries behind their back when they're looking at some of these things that are taking place. And uh, it's, it's kind of crazy because I now that I'm in Baltimore, I came from Cincinnati from being out there a good number of years and totally different brewery scene that we see out there where a lot of the breweries have food and they do different events and all kinds of good things happen and there's no issues like this. But in New Jersey, it seems like they have not got onto that type of plan. So that's what they're dealing with. And in talking about the food, the prohibitions that are taking place up there, the breweries are prohibited from selling coffee on site. You know, people are there maybe drinking and it might be going into the evening, having want to have coffee to kind of get their focus back. No, you can't can't, can't sell coffee there. Uh, you can't sell food or operate a restaurant. So you can't provide anything that might help to soap up the beers that have been consumed. You can't sell specialty cocktails using any type of malt alcohol. Well, there goes your craft beer cocktail type um, offering. I don't know how many people are still doing craft beer cocktails out there. It was a big thing in the last few years, but haven't seen it as much, but there's probably some people still doing that, but now you can't even do that type of situation. You can't offer a free drink to any guest, so um, they're not able to do that along those lines. And also, they cannot offer happy hour pricing. So depending on what state you're in, that could be something different. Uh, now, being when I was in Cincinnati, we had happy hour at different things. So different things did take place for in Ohio and in Kentucky. Um, I know when I was in Illinois years ago, they were just getting happy hour. And then um, I'm not sure about the Maryland scene here, what they may do for some of their stuff, but kind of interesting that they cannot offer any happy hour type pricing on anything, I guess. Some places, if you did happy hour pricing, you had to do it for everything. You couldn't limit it, but it's interesting that uh, they have that taking place as well. So they're really, really, really trying to tie the hands behind the back, like I said, of the breweries there. But keep in mind, New Jersey also, during the epidemic here with COVID, they were one of the states that would give you a free beer when you got vaccinated. So it's kind of interesting that, you know, a state that was doing a beer type special in the pandemic times has now come back out and now penalized some of these breweries on things they might want to do. That's just one of those kind of ironic type things that you see out there. But again, that was so 2020, right? That was so far ago. Um, so interesting. We'll have to keep an eye on what's happening in New Jersey. There's a lot of stuff being put out there. If you're on Twitter or your Facebook, you're probably seeing a lot of the different articles being released. Even over on LinkedIn, there's stuff being put out there as well. So if you do have a voice to express out there, would definitely do that. And if you are in New Jersey, I would definitely say try to support some of these local breweries because they are up against it. And uh, we definitely want them to keep doing what they're doing. I've enjoyed some of the New Jersey breweries, which I've been sharing over on the YouTube channel. So make sure you check that out if you want to see some of the beer reviews as well, which I will get to that here at the end of the podcast too. Uh, other big news, of course, was Stone was purchased by Sapporo for $165 million. And interesting, you know, Stone, ninth largest craft brewery. And now they're under a macro. So technically, if you're going by the Brewers Association, they're no longer considered to be a craft brewery. 
um, interesting. But the funny thing that happened is now they're saying Convicts and Kings will be the largest producer of craft beer since they had acquired that purchase of Ballast Point a while back. Interesting because Convict and Kings, the way they got Ballast Point was a funny story in itself. Basically, it was just done in a golf course over a, a short or whatever conversation initially that went into talks later. But um, Constellation was so happy to move them out after they pretty much lost money on them. And now these group of guys that were essentially, I believe, like kind of investment type banker type crew, whatever they like beer. There's like six of them, I believe, that kind of form together. They're basically going to be the largest producer on the, on paper of craft beer. Interesting. Interesting how that plays out. But anyway, um, that's a big shakeup because you have a lot of these other craft breweries that have kind of went under bigger type breweries as well. And a lot of times it's just more of a play for the financial aspect of that major brewery. But still, you know, craft brewery is definitely on that change in scope again and at a certain point you have to wonder will we still keep referring to breweries as craft breweries or just go back to a brewery and leave it as a general term it'll be interesting to see how things play out down the line um so keep an eye on that but uh you know are you one of the folks out there that was stone being under a macro not going to buy stone anymore you hear you heard these things before with goose island yet they always seem to sell out of the Bourbon County Stout. But people will complain about the other Goose Island beer. So people pick and choose for sure. But uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, you know, we talked about the hot, water, hot dog water beer. But then also, <laughs> you know, you thought that might have been the worst thing you may have heard for the week. But no, there might be something a little worse than that. Or I say a little worse, maybe a little more intriguing or a little more not what you expected. However you want to phrase it. Over in Singapore, there's a brewery called Brewworks. They actually are brewing a beer using recycled recycled sewage water. Yeah, now hot dog water doesn't sound as bad, does it? <laughs> and it is going to be a blonde ale called New Brew. They've had some testing and tasting of it, and people were saying you really can't taste anything of a difference some people said it's refreshing some people are just talking about getting past that metal type part of it of it being recycled sewage water is key but uh is that something you think yourself you would give a try to again let me know in the comments what you guys think about that because that's a that's an interesting type thing i mean the water's cleaned through all the stuff they're doing but it's still i'm not going to probably sign up for some recycled sewage water that was used in the uh, brewing of a beer. But that's just me, that's just me. Y'all let me know if I'm wrong on that. <laughs> and then another story that took place, uh, the whole modern times type situation. So Orange County Brewery X was set to purchase modern times through an auction type setup recently. And it seemed like everything was gonna be done until this past Thursday when they backed out. And now it looks like Maui Brewing maybe picking up modern times as they were the next one to have that uh, eligibility to buy them from the auction. So keep an eye on that. Maui Brewing teaming up with modern times. Maui does some nice beers. Modern times does some nice beers. So seems like that would be a possibly great relationship. Didn't really know too much about Orange County Brewery X because they seem to be a little bit more of that local region out there, maybe in uh, California. But uh, both modern times and Maui have the presence I would say pretty much nationwide. So 
that'll be interesting to see how they move forward and uh, see what they actually come up with. So those are kind of some of the news stories that I've kind of perused through that caught my interest over the last week. If there's other things that may have caught your interest, feel free to let me know in the comments. And as I look now, like over 2022, I have to start to wonder, we have a pretty good rise of a lot of the non-alcoholic beers. And on Tuesday nights, every other Tuesday night, over on Twitter, we do a Bruise Day uh, Twitter space that I do with other individuals, um, some key people, Daddy Porter for one, who actually has some great stuff that he does on his channels here in social media. And um, we actually talk with different people from the brewing industry. And this past week, we'd actually talked to one of the uh, non-alcoholic breweries, which was pretty interesting. And I, find, I kind of feel as if there's a rise that's going to take place in the industry a little bit more with a lot of non-alcoholic beers and seltzer taking up maybe more of the shelf space. I do want to get into taking a look at something from Untitled Art. I heard they do some really good non-alcoholic uh, beers, so if you had anything from them, feel free to let me know as well. This past week, as I talked about some of the reviews I was doing, I did do one with Lagunitas, and I uh, checked out their non-alcoholic uh, beer as well. Now that one has not been posted to the channel as of yet. You may have seen a picture of it there on Instagram. I will be having that up here in the next week or two. Um, over on YouTube, I release beer review videos Wednesday, Thursdays, and Fridays at 12.15 Eastern. If you want to check those out this past week, I had really three delightful beers that I share with everybody. One from Rusty Rail Brewing, the It's Mackin' Pina Colada Double Dry Hopped IPA say that really fast and it was actually I cut out the New England and Hazy part of that because it's such a a lot to put in there but that was a really nice beer from the Pennsylvania Brewer also had from Brasserie Dunham out of California Lecce Mos a really 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 tasty Imperial Stout and then I also had Christmas in July with Browery the Halfman and their Strafe Hendrick Christmas blend, which was really, really good too. So three really nice beers that I shared. So make sure to check that out. And that is also Rajay Beer Ventures over there on YouTube. Again, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 12, 15 Eastern, you can get those. And then on Thursday, every Thursday, 8.45 Eastern, me and my buddy Todd, we do the Toss One Back Thursday live stream. Feel free to join us. We talk about various things. From beer, at least we start out that way, then we go into all kinds of other topics, and I have a really good entertaining time. Great chance to interact with everybody that likes to watch the channel. Last week we were talking about different beers, but then we got into talking about some great things going back to like different movies and TV shows and all kinds of things. So you never know what you're gonna expect, and sometimes the conversations get oh so wild, but also oh so entertaining. So check out Toss One Back Thursday, every Thursday night, 845 over there on YouTube. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all under Rajay Beer Ventures, except for Twitter. Twitter's just Rajay Beer Venture because I was one character too long on that one. But that being said, this is gonna be the weekly wrap up of this podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed and hopefully you guys will come back again as I will look to release these now on Sundays and um, have them up on the channel and kind of give you a weekly look back on some of the things that I've seen, done, caught my attention and uh, share with you all there. Thanks for listening. I look forward to catching up with you guys soon. Keep drinking those good craft beers. Remember, there's always time. Get your beer on. And as I always say, drink beer, 
Live happily. Cheers, everybody.